Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this one's entitled The Latest Advances in Cardiac CT Hardware. And at the recent SCCT meeting, the Cardiac Society in Baltimore, I was asked to speak about advances in CT hardware. And that's what I'm going to give you today. And it should be interesting because the hardware that's better for cardiac CT obviously is better for all of CT. And in a sense, if you think about hardware and software, whether it's cardiac CT or any non-cardiac application, really what we're trying to do is simple. We want the best quality exam for each of our patients. We want the lowest dose examination without compromising image quality. We want easy to use post-processing programs to quickly and correctly analyze the data set created. And then we want to be able to timely transmit the information to the referring physician. Now, I will admit it's somewhat difficult when you think about it to separate hardware and software in CT, and in fact, it is somewhat arbitrary, but I looked up the term computer hardware, and it's defined as a collection of physical elements that comprise a computer system. Computer hardware refers to the physical parts or components of a computer, such as monitor, keyboard, hard disk, and mouse. It refers to objects you can touch, like disks, drives, display screens, keyboards, printers, boards, and chips, and wires, and everything else. In contrast, software is untouchable. Software exists as ideas, concepts, and symbols, but it has no substance. A combination of hardware and software forms a usable computing system. And it's true. You need incredible software. And yes, software is code. It's zeros and ones. But the software and hardware need to work together. The best hardware is of little value with bad software, and great software running on old hardware is just not going to cut it. So let's really look at just the hardware, and I'll focus on the hardware as best I can. And my goal of the talk were to define the latest hardware developed to meet the goals that I previously listed, define what hardware choices are available and some of the advantages of each system, and define where future changes in scanner hardware development are going and how it will impact our practice of CT. Now, in order to get the information, I read a lot of articles, but it's very hard in reading articles to really be practical. I, I want to be practical and not so much theoretical. So what I did is I spoke to each of the four main CT vendors to share with me and with you what they felt are the latest and greatest hardware developments in their own systems. And so I wanted them to tell me what they were doing to answer our questions, and then I wanted to share it with you. And so I'll thank them all in advance. Everyone was very helpful. And what I did is at the meeting, I presented things in alphabetical order, so not to uh, um, pick one company over the other. So let's start with GE. And GE's latest scanner is the CT750 HD Freedom Edition. Uh, it's their newest scanner coming out now. It's called the Cardiac Spectral CT Scanner. It swaps or can swap between 80 and 140 kV, which allows for cardiac calcium removal with material separation. I'll show you that. It has gemstone detectors, which their new systems all have, which provide improved spatial resolution down to 18.2 line pairs and up to 66% greater spatial resolution than comparable systems. And their image resolution is down to 0.23 millimeters. Now, when you look at the system, and again, you can see these are the key findings what they speak about. They speak about their gemstone detector, and detectors are critical in CT. Uh, this has more, 100 times the primary speed and four times less afterglow. And again, afterglow is one of the things that causes increased noise. It has new, uh, the new um, uh, generators 
create less noise. It has improved resolution with a more precise focal spot. This ultra-fast switching for dual energy acquisition and in cardiac CT, their feeling is that dual energy can be used for separating calcium. There's new slippery construction. Uh, as part of the process, they have Acer, which reduces dose while keeping quality up. So you can see basically what they've done is really try to rebuild the scanner from bottom up. And I think this is a good point uh, for most of the vendors I spoke to. They're really building new scanners. They're taking advantages of everything they knew before, but really uh, changing things from the detectors to the hardware, to the x-ray tubes, to detect the material, and everything in between. For GE, this gemstone technology is the first new CT scintillator in 20 years. It's 100 times faster than prior systems. Uh, it, uh, the key thing is how quickly a scintillator responds to x-rays. That's essential for achieving high spatial subsecond imaging and the ability for dual energy. The afterglow, less afterglow is better. Uh, afterglow refers to how quickly a scintillator recovers when x-ray is turned off. Reduced afterglow leads to increased spatial resolution and artifact reduction, so that becomes very important. In terms of cardiac CT, they focused on spectral imaging capability that you should be able to get around some of the issues with calcium and have more information regarding plaque assessment and perfusion assessment. And you can see the schematic here very nicely illustrates this switching between 80 and 140 kvp. So very interesting. And when you apply it again, here's where the hardware and software tend to meet. You can see a patient with coronary artery calcification and you remove the calcification and now you can see the vessel uh, itself. So this could be very, very important in patients with dense calcified plaque if it works well to be able to see really what the true lumen stenosis is. Other things they've done, building in, combining the hardware with software, they come up with several programs. They talk about something called motion freedom, which allows you to take data sets that have some motion and then go from that data set and the computer calculates where the vessel should be and creates better looking vessels. And again, looking at some of the things for the future. Snapshot freeze very nicely. Here's some motion artifact, but here's the computer reconstructing it, knowing where the vessel should be and then putting the pieces and parts together from the whole data set. So the snapshot freeze is indeed very impressive. And here's one more example, taking what is really an unreadable study and making it into a perfect study. So again, uh, hardware changes and the hardware and software working very nicely together. Now Philips also talks about low energy, low dose, low contrast, high image quality and fast reconstructions across the spectrum of their Ingenuity CT, uh, talking about their imaging 2D, looking at ways of making every part of the study better, talking about the fact that you can have chest CT near the dose of a chest radiograph, and here's a typical parameter. Again, the importance of interval reconstruction uh, in their data acquisition is something they focused on. They also spoke about the new techniques within the scanner allow you to do functional imaging at near background radiation levels. And the way they are able to do all of these things, of course, is the changes in hardware. It's this whole imaging chain of quality, quantity, and where needed, the point of creating x-rays. 
At the point of X-ray uh, generation, they talk about smart sharp, increased beam hardness, and reduced soft radiation dose by having sharper uh, filtering of the information. They have these IntelliBeam filters they describe that shapes the beam intensity based on object size. They have new detectors which block unnecessary overranging at the start and end of all helical CT scans. They have new detectors, this nanopanel detector reduces electronic noise, which results in an 86% improvement over conventional electronics, which allows you to use less radiation for the same information. They have new collimators, which reduce scatter artifact and non-uniformity with a three times improved scatter to primary ratio. And they have their detectors, a spherical with geometry for true cone beam focus. Then they also speak again throughout that chain, the reconstructions, uh, reduced beam hardening artifact and scatter artifacts, improved homogeneity and sharpness of organs. And of course, the iterative reconstruction, which you can argue is software, but it's hardware. Again, improving image quality while reducing the dose. And uh, they did mention that uh, they can get down to object size line pairs uh, as, as low as 0.21 with the uh, line pair per centimeter in ultra high mode of 24 so very impressive and again image quality preserved yet decreasing dose decreasing uh, the complexity of doing a ct scan the siemens uh, has had the flash scanner and there's a new version of the flash with new detectors the flash the key thing is the high pitch scanner Typical pitches are under one. Here you can go up to 3.4, which means you can do a chest in under a second. You can use low KV. You can use low MA. Use a combination of the two. They have new detectors, what's called stellar detectors, to limit electronic noise. Dual energy using two X-ray tubes for a number of applications, but in vascular for bone removal and for myocardial perfusion. They have adaptive shield technology, iterative reconstruction, all of which gives them increased spatial resolution. Now when you talk about flash, this is a nice schematic talking about a thorax where you go from a five second breath hold to under a second. And here's just a schematic which shows you that very nicely. Scans over while the scan is basically in the middle. So again, speed becomes very critical across a range of applications, including cardiac, of course. So you can see just some of the numbers. Now Siemens speaks about the stellar detector and the key thing about it is that it's an integrated PD and AD converters into one unit. And no, I do not do electronics. But the answer is the smaller and less the components, the less the noise. Electronic noise is one of the things that causes artifact on CT, one of the things that demands higher radiation dose. And they've tried to eliminate the typical electronic noise con contribution, which you can see in this or in this picture. So they minimize electronic noise, they minimize crosstalk, uh, it minimizes slice blurring for ultra-thin slices with increased spatial resolution. And you can compare a conventional detector with stellar, 20% less noise, even on low-dose scans and obese patients. And the stellar detectors should especially work well on the more obese patients. Higher resolution scanning uh, because of improved focal spot and projection. Siemens talks about this edge technology, which again uh, improves uh, image quality. 0.5 millimeter slices with increased cross-section plane resolution of 0.3, which impacts things like looking at stents in cardiac imaging, for example. 
as well as reducing blooming uh, artifact and increased sharpness. So again, a couple examples there. Um, Siemens has also pushed low KV, 100 routine for regular size patients, smaller patients even 80 KV, which truly reduces dose. Siemens uh, has been pushing dual energy for a number of years with two x-ray tubes. Again, the potential for perfusion, for tissue characterization, and the dual energy is dose neutral despite there are two x-ray tubes present. And again, uh, the ability to potentially separate on information tends to be potentially higher in their experience with two x-ray tubes rather than a single x-ray tube. Again, this will be a need to be looked at more carefully in the literature. Finally, adaptive dose shielding. Usually with a helical CT, the x-ray tube comes on just before the area of scanning is hit and stays on after the area of scanning is finished. And so you have over-radiation pre and post the acquired information zone. And you can see from this schematic that with this new uh, dose shielding, you're able to eliminate that additional dose, which simply radiates the patient but gives you no additional information. And you can see in this schematic here very nicely how uh, that indeed happens. And so it could save dose between 10 and 25%. Now, finally, Toshiba looked at the problems, the challenges in cardiac CT from misregistration to heartbeat variability, to arrhythmias, to contrast uniformity, to radiation dose, and issues with calcium or stents and blooming, and decided they would do things a different way, doing whole organ coverage without table movement, and they felt that this would both reduce dose as well as improve image quality, as well as give the highest spatial resolution. And so what they're able to look at, instead of this prospective classic, they acquire everything as a volume with no table motion. Uh, so it's a different concept. It's the entire heart, one rotation, um, basically without moving the patient. So it's different than everyone else. And the way they do this, of course, is with their quantum detectors. And you can see a various number of detectors in the marketplace. Theirs is this 16 centimeter detector. So 0.5 by 320. That's why it's often referred to as the 320 slice scanner. And with this, uh, they feel they can get 16 centimeters of coverage per rotation, which allows for better opacification, less artifact, and less issues with data acquisition. They also have used the hardware and software to be able to look at uh, arrhythmias, that you can eliminate arrhythmias, that the scanner will stop when there's an arrhythmia and then pick up on the next beat. They talk about uh, the uh, full cardiac function analysis with a single uh, beat uh, with three rotations around the patient. So again, trying to provide all of the information uh, possible, yet putting everything together. So again, Toshiba has a different approach. It's not one x-ray tube. It's not two x-ray tubes. It's this large field of view. Uh, large detector, no motion. So again, many different thought processes, but you can see the hardware, whoever's right, the hardware is driving how we're able to do CT scanning better across all vendors. And the push for dual energy, the push for perfusion imaging, the push for simplicity, all things uh, that are important. And the last thing I'll comment on, because once we do the scans, we need to get the information to the referring doctors. And that's where I bring up the iPad, the now with very high resolution uh, 
this so-called uh, retinal display. You're able to look at the images, do teleradiology processing the images, send them to the referring physician, have them look at the images. And when you look at accuracy on the iPad, uh, our experience in cardiac CT is it's one-to-one with a PAC system. We looked at pulmonary embolism, uh, two readers, PACs versus an iPad, and the accuracy was indeed the same. Downside of mobile computing, and that's a separate lecture, really is you need network connectivity and the fact you're available all the time. Things like HIPAA requirements are important, but the iPad does meet those, and so that is not really an issue. So I think what you're seeing now is the ability to acquire better data sets and then process them and get the information to the referring physician basically immediately not only the report but the images and their ability to look at the images as well. So concluding then, cardiac CT will continue to benefit from advances in scanner technology and further improvements in hardware design will continue. And as I said, even if you're not doing cardiac CT, what's good for cardiac CT is good for everybody because all of those changes affect the kidney and the liver and the lungs and everything in between. The advances in hardware should result in improved temporal and spatial resolution while driving down radiation dose, and the radiation dose still is a central factor driving all development, and no one's going to develop a technique that increases dose. And newer concepts in hardware design will lead to new opportunities for spectral imaging, perfusion imaging, and increased functional imaging. I think in radiology, we've always known the better technology we have, the better capabilities, the more it drives us to look and develop new applications. So I think it's very exciting, and hopefully what I've done in the last 17 minutes and 49 seconds has really brought you up to date in some of the hardware changes. All of it's exciting across all the vendors, and we look forward to even greater changes over the coming years. And with that, have a great day.